When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I am Ben Bolin. Hey, Ben. we got an exciting program today. I, you know why I'm excited about this one? Why are because you? Because I've had kind of this uh, this idea that I'm going to make some money selling that uh, that that project car that I bought. I thought it was going to be a fast turnaround on it. I really did. Mm. It's been kind of hanging out in the garage for a long time now, as my wife likes to tell me all the time. <laughs> and uh, you know, she keeps saying, "Oh, so you're going to make a big profit on that thing, are you?" Meanwhile, you know, making a, a small payment on it every month, and you know, just the uh, the general parts and you know things that have yeah. to go into it. Um, but if you were to, uh, to go to an auction and pick up a car at a reasonable price, a wholesale price, and turn it around relatively quick, relatively quickly with, you know, minor cosmetic changes, whatever, you, sure. could, you could make a, a fair living at doing something like this, right? Yes. If not just a, a tidy little profit for a, uh, one week or two week or maybe a month or two month project. Yes. Um, this, this has potential. This, my friends, is an auto auction. Yeah. And I think, I think if, if, People are aware of what's out there and what's what's available to them, and know their abilities. That's what, that's another thing. If you know your ability, mm-hmm. you'll know uh, kind of the level of vehicle that you want to start with. If you want to do something like this, I think there's some money to be made. I I totally agree with you. I think one of the reasons that there are not more uh, people that there aren't more people and organizations making. Profits in this way is because one thing we've noticed, or I can't speak for you, one thing I've noticed uh, looking into auto auction information is that it's not exactly user friendly. Mm-hmm. You need to know what you are doing in order to see a return. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, now, you know, it's not for the faint of heart, I guess, you know, because you have to, uh, you have to kind of uh, make a leap of faith at first when you first begin this whole process later mm-hmm. you'll become a seasoned pro yeah and you know know what you're doing to really be able to get around these types of things but there's a lot of different types of auctions mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of um 
pitfalls, I guess, along the way. Caveat emptor, yeah, as they you say. You need to be very, very careful when you do something like this. But um, like we've mentioned, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, we have a listener, Ben, that um, writes in often. His name is Ryan. If you remember Ryan uh, from Lynchburg, Virginia. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, had, he's in the auction industry. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at his website just today, as a matter of fact, because um, I was trying to figure out what his role exactly was, his title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's in the in the auction industry. Um, he he um, he designs media or advertising for auction campaigns. Mm-hmm. So he helps in these processes. But he's written in about things like, you know, when the, the Batmobile went up for auction. Yeah. Um, he's he's mentioned, you know, other auctions where, um, oh, a Ponzi scheme artist who they were, uh, you know, the police were liquidating his his assets, his his home and all of his toys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Ryan was part of this. And the guy had and, and Ryan sent me photos of this. The guy mm-hmm. had a, a garage full of go-karts and his own personal go-kart track on the property that he would use. And I saw in the photo at least there must have been at least eight or ten Go-karts, like you'd find at a go-kart track, you know, with the full bumpers and everything. Yeah. Um, and a lot of toys, ATVs and, you know, it looked like almost like military vehicles. There were some uh, mopeds, weren't there? Yeah, there was some of that stuff. There were snowmobiles. There were, there were all kinds of toys in this garage and I'm sure they were just packed in there for the, the auction, but, um, interesting, interesting line of work. So mm-hmm. I was thinking of Ryan when, uh, when I was putting this together. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you want to go through some of the types of auctions they've got? Um, sure. Can we, let's first start with just, uh, an overview of what an auction is, which a lot of people will wonder. It seems self-explanatory, but it's a little bit different in country by country. In the mm-hmm. United States, well, basically an auction is, um, as you know, a very, very old form of commerce. Mm-hmm. You take one thing, for instance, in our case, it would be this picture of Pablo Picasso or this uh, fake – kind of gross-feeling Triceratops toy, and uh, you have a group of people who will compete with each other to uh, reach the highest amount that they are willing to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And the person who is willing to pay the most will take it home, whether they want to pay $10 for this picture of Picasso or $10,000. Mm-hmm. And the auction industry in the United States is, according to the National Auto Auction Association, an elaborate network of businesses and individuals who work together to facilitate this exchange of used vehicles and the information about them. And the information is key here. And uh, also, I would say in that definition, elaborate is key. Now, there are auction types. Um, I guess we can kick it off. Uh, I'll say one of my favorite auction types is uh, military-type auctions. Oh, you, can really? get, you can get um, in under certain circumstances. Sure. The, so you, uh, if you have to have clearance, right? You you can't just stroll up there and go, "Hey, it's Scott and Ben." Yeah, we, we'd, <laughs> we'd like to buy a Tomahawk missile. Right, right, right. No, you can't do anything like that. You're talking. What are you talking about here? Like uh, helicopters? What do you want? Well, I'm I'm talking like decommissioned vehicles. Okay. Uh, so, for instance, you know, uh, decommissioned. Um, well, let me see. Let me like get Jeep this products, off-road yeah. vehicles, uh, yeah. Humvees, things like that. Yeah, no kidding. Really, you could buy you can buy military vehicles for street use, or are they for off-road use only? Do you know? They're 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 not they're not for us, Scott. We can't oh. get them. Okay, got it, got it. Maybe maybe Ryan can tell us a way to to hook it up. But that's that's one of my favorites. There's a uh, thing called the uh, the GSA, which is part of the feds and the GSA handles what they call the um the surplus property mm-hmm. 
Let me let me pull up some information on this. Surplus property. You know what? Surplus property, that reminds me because at the end of this podcast, I've got a few websites that I want to mention to people that I think they're going to find very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of got sucked into these uh, a day or two ago when I was looking through some of these auction sites. And um, I found a couple that are – I'll just call them extremely interesting okay. at this point, and and uh, I'll I'll let you know you know what those sites are at the end. But um, big time wasters. I, I'll warn you early because uh, once you get to that site, you're going to uh, and and by time waster I mean a good thing because you're going to find yourself just going after page mm. after page after page of things because it's got an unlimited um, I don't know variety of of objects to choose from. Oh oh rabbit holes. Right. That's, that's not a bad one. I've pulled up. I've pulled up the uh, some information for the GSA General mm-hmm. Services Administration. A lot of these vehicles are going to be street use vehicles. So, mm-hmm. for instance, you know you might have uh, a fleet of Crown Victorias that a local department uses, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily even associated with law enforcement or police work, mm-hmm. just a bunch of Crown Vics. So you can get cars, trucks, other vehicles with low mileage, relatively speaking. And only one previous owner. Uh, you can also go to the GSA site to figure out what you need to do in order to uh, become a bidder for these vehicles. And they have uh, various locations throughout the United States and in, in different states. There's one in Georgia, actually, mm-hmm. that uh, Mannheim Auto Auctions does. And they're sure. one of the big companies we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but – yeah, so let me correct myself. I do not know if we can get Tomahawk missiles or helicopters, uh, but we can get former government service vehicles. Okay, but not likely for road use. Uh, it looks like it, it looks. It <laughs> looks like I'm going to press you on this. Yeah, but it, anyways, okay, it looks so like you can. You're you're right about the uh, can you be a qualified bidder thing because mm-hmm. um, that's one thing that I found out a couple weeks ago. I I was uh, you know messing around going through you know some of these auto auction sites mm-hmm. and and I found a local auto auction house or actually just an auction house and they auction off um, uh, what they even describe as like castle furniture. You know, things that, uh, like, like a hearth that would fit into a castle, like a big stone hearth or. Oh, yes. Like um, stuff from estate sales almost. Yeah, estate sale things. Um, you know, very, very, um, unusual items. They have full size amusement rides, Ben, on the property. What? They have, uh, automobiles. They have, um, I don't know, pinball machines and, mm-hmm. you know, what do they call those boats? The long boats that people row? Oh, oh, uh. And Real boats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah something like, there's a name for them. Yeah. Anyways, um, I want to say skeleton or skulls, whatever. Um, anyways, I went to this auction and they claim to have the largest sale of mini and micro cars in the United States for X number of years. Yeah, we and talked about this. I did go – I went on uh, one of the weekend days and I didn't mm-hmm. – I never made it into the auction, Ben. I, ma- I got to see the vehicles out in the lot and I, yeah. I walked around them and kind of you know looked at them. Um, all the micro cars they promised were there, plus a lot more. And um, I didn't get into the auction because I, I was walking in, and uh, a sheriff, a Fulton County sheriff, stopped me at the door and said, "Are you pre-registered?" Uh. And I said, "No, I'm not pre-registered. I didn't know I had to." And he said, "Well, yeah, you have to. Uh, you have to go over to the desk there and uh, you know give them all your information before you can become a bidder." Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to bid. I just wanted to watch, uh, but I didn't feel like going through the whole process of, of doing all that just to see. You know, some of the, the process that was going on because they were, they were doing a lot of other things, not just vehicles. Um, but you did have to go pre-register where you give them credit information, you know, your history, your or, social security number. Yeah. All of that information. You have to give them the personal information, uh, to let them know that you're a qualified bidder and that you do intend to pay if you 
purchase a vehicle, if you say you're going to purchase a vehicle, mm-hmm. because that's illegal to go into an auction and um, falsely raise the bid you know, for somebody. Because you could be working in cahoots with somebody else and say, right. uh, I'm going to bid all the way up to $10,000, and that way we'll, we'll be sure we get $10,000 for the sale, and then uh, you know, from that point, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, there's a lot of illegal little mm-hmm. motions or, or moves that can happen if you know somebody who uh, doesn't have all the best intentions gets in on that sale and somehow drives the price up. Now, yeah, as as listeners know, Scott, you and I are fairly strong advocates of privacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this situation, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you're probably on the same page with me in this one. If you want to be a bidder, you should be prepared to give your private information. Yeah. And I think it's completely reasonable to ask because otherwise this kind of uh, two-person con you're talking about or multiple-person con would be extremely common. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Even this this applies to any and all types of auctions, even if you're talking about the online auctions mm-hmm. uh, because you know it's just – well, look at eBay. Yeah. Uh, you have to provide personal information. It's your own account and you're known by a, uh, a, a name, a, a username. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, you're anonymous in that way, but your information is stored somewhere and they do know how to track you down and they do know your, your uh, PayPal information or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there is some accountability to the online auctions as well. There has to be full accountability, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about the, the five? There are really five different types of auto auctions, if you want to talk about yeah, them. Yeah, break them down. Um, there's the online auto, auto auction that I just mm-hmm. mentioned, and that's really... It's basically the same thing as a live auction. I mean, really, if you think about it, because it's just kind of a back and forth between people. With a definite deadline. Well, exactly. With a definite deadline that it counts down, whereas in a, a you know, face-to-face type auction, uh, that, that deadline isn't really there. It's just however long you want to go. Yeah. Um, but one, one thing, one of the downsides to the online auction aspect of this is that you don't get to see or inspect the vehicle ahead of time. Yes. I'm glad you said that. You, photos, just photos. Just photos. Uh, there might be some information from a certified source, like you might be able to get a Carfax mm-hmm. uh, report, but you will not be able to drive the vehicle beforehand to check out performance, well, AC. Like most that. cases. Most cases. Most cases, no, in most cases you won't be able to do that anyways at an auction. Yeah. You'll be able to look at it. You may even be able to start it. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of them won't even allow you to get into the vehicle. Which mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's there's different rules at every auction facility. Um, some don't allow kids on the lot. Some don't mm-hmm. allow you to touch the vehicles. Some allow you to see them, you know, a week ahead of time. Where others will allow you to see them, you know, just the day of the auction. So mm-hmm. there's there's different rules all around. Um, next type of auction there's a there's a wholesale auto auction, and uh, this is the type that are typically dealers only. Yes, auto dealers only. And uh, this is something that you know you have to be a licensed registered. Auto dealer in your state or you know mm-hmm. county or however you you do that locally. I think have your tax ID number. And exactly, everything. you have to have all the information to back up that you are a licensed dealer and a used car dealer. And mm-hmm. um, you know this is where you might find like um, expired lease cars, or you mm-hmm. might find rental cars that are being sold. You might find um, cars that people have just simply traded into other dealer lots. Yeah. Uh, but you also may find some exotic cars and just used cars in general. Mm-hmm. So um, you know this is the type of thing that you know wholesale sales of vehicles, this is where you can make some money, really, because this is where, you know, wholesale prices is what you're looking for at an auction anyways. You're not really looking right. for retail. You want a wholesale price. And um, I don't know, this seems like a good opportunity for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, one of the primary benefits of an auction is uh, just the pricing is distinct, you know, from what you would regularly see if you were buying uh, at a 
MSRP, mm-hmm. you know, manufacturer's suggested retail price. Or even on a dealer lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, a used lot. Even if we're talking about used vehicles and we're talking about um, – you know, you can forget the, the MSRP number on a used lot. You can, mm-hmm. you, you're thinking it more like, um, there, there's the wholesale price, then there's a retail price, and then there's a price that you may pay an individual if you buy it, mm-hmm. and there's a price you may pay the dealer if you buy it. And, uh, you know, you can make your own decision as to what you want to go for in this. But, mm-hmm. you know, once you're at, a, at an auction, if you get a little crazy, if you go a little beyond what you should, you need to stop bidding at a certain point. You've got to set parameters for yourself. You know, be smart about it because if you go beyond what really you, you're comfortable paying with for this and then you go to the point where, you know, you could have picked one up at retail price uh, for the same amount and had more time to make the decision and maybe gotten a, a mo- you know, model that was lower miles or that you would have been able to, uh, you know, have inspected ahead of time. Yeah. Um, you're kind of ma- you're, you're making a mistake at that point, really. Um, so, so know your limits. Yeah. I've got two things that are kind of sidebars to that. Mm-hmm. I'll come back to them after we go down the list. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I want to, I don't want to derail us. No, that's right. <laughs> One of the things that we definitely need to touch on is the issue of the actual purchasing. And we'll go after we go through the rest of the types of auctions, let's get to the actual purchasing because one thing that people um maybe are are familiar with in most car buying situations, if you buy from a dealer as an individual, then you have the luxury of financing. Mm-hmm. And that luxury is fairly non-existent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say fairly non-existent because you can you can work out a financing arrangement with another party before you go to the auction. Sure, you could you could call your credit union and say I'm going to an auto auction. I want to be cleared for a loan for uh, you know a, a five year old vehicle, nothing mm-hmm. older than that. And I mean, you could set up parameters and say that you know this check that you give me, this ready made check, if they do that at that credit union, right. Uh, can it cannot exceed ten thousand dollars, or cannot exceed five thousand dollars, or whatever your limit is. Mm-hmm. And as long as they agree to the terms and they know you as a good customer, you know you've got the credit to back that up, they'll allow you to do something like that. But but aside from that, you're on your own on these things. Yeah, at the when you go to the auction, when you're at the auction location, if you bid and you decide that you're gonna, let's say you're entering into uh, some sort of bang them up car rally and you have an option to pay between 500 to $800 for a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to have that 500 or $800 yeah, sure. ready to go. Yeah, you exactly. can't, you can't pay them $50 a week. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. You're not going to say it to the, uh, the auctioneer like, uh, that's great. Here's a $400 deposit and I'll just take the vehicle. Yeah. It's just not going to work. That's that not way. how it happens. What's no, a, what's no. a other type? Uh, let's see. The next type is, uh, well, you know what? Next type is, uh, the, the number three is just the, um, General public auto auction. Right. Um, this is one probably most people are familiar with. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the one that's open to just about anybody really. But you do have to – you still have to go through the, uh, the, registration. the registration process that we talked about. There's a lot of these around. If you if you really scour the newspapers or if you go online and search mm-hmm. for uh, just public auto auction, you're going to find something in you know within driving distance of your home I can just about guarantee. Yeah. They're everywhere. And uh, honestly – I don't know, Ben. I've I've walked through a couple of public auto auction auction lots, and um, I don't know. I, there's a reason maybe those cars are up for there, up for auction. Yeah, a lot of times it is sort of ideally, theoretically, if everything works out, what you're doing is using your knowledge of this system to save money on a car that isn't perfect, but that you can fix. Mm-hmm. In practice, what will happen, what will happen if you do not prepare is that you will 
quite possibly get stuck with a car that you didn't really want mm-hmm. uh, once you find out more about it. Yeah, you may be driving home from that auction and find out that the tr- transmission slips. And uh, then what are you going to do? Because, you know, you weren't given the opportunity to drive it ahead of time and that wasn't disclosed in the information. Um, you know, then suddenly you've got mm-hmm. a $2,000 car that you think is a steal that suddenly has a uh, $1,500 repair, mm-hmm. you know, within the next month. Um, there's a, there's a chance for this anywhere really, but, yeah. but the thing about this is, you know, that with auto auctions and you, you mentioned before, you're on, you know, we said you're on your own. Well, there's, there's no refunds. Uh, you can't come back to the auto auction house and say, you know, I, I bought this car and, you know, didn't expect it to have this transmission problem. I'd like my $2,000 back. Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're going to laugh at you and say, well, why don't you put it back in the auction? And, <laughs> uh, by the way, we'll take our 10% cut or whatever. Um, it's not that they're being cruel or whatever. It's just that that's the, that's the, uh, the risk you take when you play this kind of game because, um, you know, you don't get that chance to drive the vehicle. You don't get a chance to take it to your preferred mechanic and have it checked mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You can't really climb all over the vehicle and inside it and check it out the way you normally would in a, in a typical sale. And you may or may not even get a Carfax, like you mentioned. That's kind of a, uh, I don't know. I think, I would think not every one of them is doing that. I think that you no. know, some some would. Some vehicles don't even have a title. That's true. Yeah, you get the title. You know, we'll talk about that in a minute yeah, because the, um, you know later we get to some of these these other auctions. Well, you know what? Yeah. Let's go to number let's four, and then there's yeah. a fifth one as well. There's also government auctions and police auctions. Yes. Now these these are interesting because conventionally known as repo auctions. Yeah. Now these can be tricky as well because there's repossessed vehicles, there's impounded vehicles, which you know like maybe traffic violations, people that have warrants out that mm-hmm. you know, or um, a lot of states you know if there's a prostitution ring going on or right. something, they've got a, a sting set up. Yeah. The cars are are confiscated. They're they're seized. Mm-hmm. Those cars go up for auction sometimes if if they don't allow them to purchase them back from an impound lot. And this can also happen in uh, some some states for things like uh, drug related crimes. Exactly. Yeah. These are these are crime related vehicles that have come from bad people in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or you know they've been they've been um, abandoned on the side of the road, or um, a lot of times you know the. the this can go either way, Ben. This can mm-hmm. be the abandoned car on the side of the road that had its windows down in the rainstorm for four days before anybody towed it. Yeah. Uh, it could be, you know, somebody that has a, an $800 junker that was, you know, cruising for prostitutes in the bad part of town and the car was, was impounded. Mm-hmm. Or it could be the drug dealer that drives the brand new Maserati that, um, you know, he was unfortunate to get caught, um, mm-hmm. uh, three months after he bought this brand new car and has low miles and it's, and it's spotless. Yeah. That, ha- that happens rarely, but it but does it- happen. It does happen. It doesn't happen as often as a lot of bidders would like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because people comb these these uh, these ads, these mm-hmm. uh, you know these sites for police auctions that contain such vehicles, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's it's very very rare to find something like that. That uh, kind of a up. diamond in the rough. Exactly. It's the unicorn. Uh, thing. There we go. Uh, yeah. 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 I read that in an email from someone. Yeah, else about, about the that. Uh, yeah. NSX. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, someone said it gives it unicorn status. Yeah, that's right. That's a that's a good way to put that. And our fifth and final. And the fifth and final is the. The insurance auto auctions, which um, let's see, insurance auctions are the kind where typically, and this is bad news, really. The uh, the car's been totaled. Yeah, um, these are the cars that the insurance company now owns because um, you know there's there's been a serious accident that mm-hmm. made the car undrivable. They've paid out the claim on the uh, on the car, but it becomes their property. Right, and this now this could be something again very. It could be something varied because the vehicles here can be marked as totaled if the cost of repairing them exceeds 
the cost of the – or the worth the, of the vehicle. Yeah, the current value of the vehicle. Right. So let's say you've got a front-engine car that's an exotic car mm-hmm. of some kind and um, you know the, the, uh, the back end gets smashed in. I'm um, sure there's going to be frame damage. Sure, there's going to be axle damage. And, you know, yeah. expensive, expensive items, right? But um, somebody may look at that and say, you know what, I can fix that. And uh, suddenly I've got a, uh, you know, whatever the, the car is mm-hmm. for um, half the price. Or even just the engine could yeah. still be Exactly. Remarkable. It could be salvageable for parts, you know, if they mm-hmm. want them for parts. But, um, you know, these salvage vehicles are ones that, you know, have a salvage title. Uh, the cars that, you know, are – Unless you're, you've got, you've got to be able to. I'm trying to put this the right way okay. because you have to be the right kind of buyer to buy a salvage vehicle. You can't just walk in off the street and buy a salvage vehicle. I don't believe, and uh, and be able to get that car properly titled once again. I think you have to have a license in order to do so. Is that correct? I believe so. And if you do the, and here's the thing, I I think some people will probably hear this episode and be bothered by the fact that there is registration and that you do have to be licensed in some cases mm-hmm. to carry through with these but also think about the uh, think about the relative advantages because there aren't very many if you're just average john q public mm-hmm. and you go to an insurance auction like this and you see a really sweet let's stick with a maserati you see a really sweet maserati and it's got extensive damage to the back right, Mm -hmm. okay? And uh, that would be expensive because it's the frame and also the wheel is messed up. Uh, But you buy it and you think, you know what? I am just going to somewhere. I'm going to find a mechanic buddy of mine Mm -hmm. and he's going to fix it up. Yeah, I'm going to find the panels. I'm going to have it painted, get the glass. It's very easy to think you'll do that stuff and still save money. Mm -hmm. But insurance companies are fairly accurate. By fairly, I mean very accurate with their estimations. Well, they pay people to do that. Right. They have adjusters whose entire job is to do that. So again, it goes back to a point that we cannot overemphasize. Let the buyer beware. You have to be the right kind of buyer. Exactly. Yeah. These uh, the salvage titles, you know, you'll find if you, if you look for salvage vehicles, if you just do a search for these, I'll be honest, there are some really, really tempting deals on these things you'll find oh, yeah. you'll find ferraris that have been in floods you'll mm-hmm. find uh, you know the maserati with the rear end damage like you're mentioning you'll find corvettes you know that have been rolled over that don't look that bad but you know what it, to replace every panel on a corvette and whatever else is wrong with it right. when, you know it's going to cost you you know not only the cost of the vehicle in the auction which look which looks exceedingly cheap but still is pretty expensive then you're going to have to repair every single panel and then what's what's underneath Mm-hmm. You're looking at you, yeah. you got to remember what's underneath because that's the that's the key in in those types of auctions and you know the flood vehicles I can't say enough about how bad of an idea that is um, you know people buy it thinking like well I'll just replace the wiring no yeah. problem you know it's dried out everything should be fine sure new like in Hurricane Katrina af- yeah. in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina thousands of vehicles had extensive flood damage yeah do you know we're still around here in in Georgia we still hear commercials on the radio saying. Be wary of, of some of these used car deals mm-hmm. because there may be they may be flood vehicles from Katrina still yeah. uh, in this area and and understandably so I mean and that's going to be happening up in you know Missouri this year mm-hmm. um, you know from all the flooding that they've had and there's mm-hmm. there's floods everywhere just be careful I've got I've got something actually that might help some of our listeners sure. too uh, you guys this will just be a quick and dirty look at some of the things you should know as you're buying a vehicle at an auction okay so let's say you're registered. Let's say you – let's go a step further and say that you have been registered before 
and you are familiar with the location you're at. One of the first things you want to do is prepare for the sale day. Now, if you can get a pre-sale inspection, like Scott says, you are probably not going to be able to drive the vehicle. In fact, it would be odd enough for you to do it that you would probably remember it. Mm -hmm. And if you're like most bidders, you would probably push hard the next time. Uh, So there's a reason people don't do it. But what you want to do is get there as early as possible and go around the pre-sale lot to assess the vehicle conditions and see, first off, see if there's anything there you want to buy. Makes sense. Um, So there's a lot of thought put into where the vehicle is located and the information available. Each seller is usually selling more than one vehicle. It would be extraordinary at these sort of auctions for one person to be selling one vehicle. Really? Well, at when I say these sorts, I mean insurance, police, oh, okay, got government. It. I got it. Um, public auctions, you can see it. Yeah. Um, so the person or the organization that is selling these vehicles will have a run list, and that's going to be a list of all the vehicles they're selling that day. Uh, if you are familiar with the sellers, then you probably know the people who have the kind of vehicles that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to try to get the run list, which you can get online and you can get it through a fax uh, beforehand. But your best bet is to go for the list the day of the auction okay? because that's going to be the most complete list. Um, the, of course, like a regular auction, like a normal au- or non-vehicle auction, you'll see the block where the seller, the auctioneer, and some other staff are working on the sale of the vehicle. So these these vehicles go through lanes, and um, usually when the vehicle is going through a lane, the seller is going to be up there to be present during the sale, mm-hmm. or at least at least a representative of that organization. And then to answer any quick questions they may have, right? Right. Okay. Precisely. Just so, and then at some places you'll see uh, some of these auctions. Man, they're big. They've yeah. got so many lanes. Yeah. Right. You're um, talking like eight lanes, six lanes. What I mean. Huge. Yeah, you're talking enough lanes to uh, and enough people bidding that oftentimes uh, an auctioneer is not going to be able to be up there by their lonesome. So they have ringmen. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they have Ben. This sounds so confusing. This is this is like any other established system. It only seems confusing if you don't take it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. So so this is like we're we're talking about this process uh a sell uh, here's another thing you know floor price. A seller can put a floor price on vehicles they're selling and that's the lowest price they'll take. Okay. So uh, it's like a reserve. Yeah. It's okay. exactly like okay, reserve. vehicle reserve. So this isn't that crazy, right? No. And then uh <clears throat> there's an there's another thing that I think is pretty neat, something I would try. There's a thing called an if bid. You can place a bid that says you'll you'll pay this price if the seller will agree to it within a certain amount of time. Oh boy, it's the epitome of the hard no the hard offer, right? Really? Yeah. How? Well, what time? What type of frame do we have here? Like what time frame? I mean, is it like thirty seconds? Like oh, I'll, no, I'll pay I'll pay you ten thousand if you take it within uh, the next thirty seconds. It can't it can't be that low. Oh, okay, it can't be that okay. low, but it does have to be a reasonable one. But it does vary. Oh my gosh. Um. Now. There's something else that I want to go – I know I'm going on a monologue here, but there's one thing we do need to talk about. There are lights above an auctioneer. Have you heard about these? No. Okay, so lights above an auctioneer can indicate the conditions uh, under which a vehicle is being sold. Hmm. And I've got 
from – again, this is from the National Auto Auction Association. There are four lights that they'll, they'll show. Uh, the one you're looking for, the one that will make you the happiest is a ride and drive, a green light. So that means it has – everything is fine with the drivetrain, engine, transmission, the rear end. Hmm. It's good to go. The yellow light, of course, is caution. Uh, which means it's being sold under some announced conditions. So this would be the car that they're selling. They say, okay, this car is, you know, this is a uh, 2004, whatever. Fixer upper. Yeah. 2004 Monte Carlo, good condition, transmission, not so much. Okay. Got it. And, uh, red light. This is our pig in a poke situation. Okay. This is where, you know, it's a 76 DeSoto and, the, it's four hundred dollars. <laughs> That's all you need to know. I understand. I know what you mean. And then blue light is what we were talking about earlier. This is the last one. Uh, there's not a title on the premises, so this is called, called a title absence. So if the vehicle is sold, then the seller has a period of time to deliver the title to the buyer. How many people do you think will write in and say there was no '76 Desoto? <laughs> well, I'm waiting. <laughs> how about how about none because we just caught the air right there? How about hey, that? yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Was it an air? How many people are going to go back there and say that? Yeah, okay. That's oh, fine. I fumbled. That no, one. no, don't worry about it. That's uh, I, I I completely get your point. I, I know what you mean. So you got these these lights above the the auctioneer, mm-hmm. and I I had no idea that there was that kind of system going there as well. Given um, the given the volume of people, it seems reasonable. Okay, yeah. I understand that. Now, and with the lanes and the, I mean, have you ever have you ever seen a a true dealer auction like where dealers are picking up cars for the used lots and they're, I mean, this is a, it seems like eight, ten, twelve lanes wide, maybe even more, and uh, there's just a flurry of activity on the floor, and these guys buy maybe hundreds of cars in mm-hmm. a weekend. Mm-hmm. And have them, you know, picked up with car haulers and haul them to their lots. And I mean, it's big, big business. And it's and, year round. Exactly. And the lots that they store these things in are massive. I mean, you know, sometimes when uh, the auctions aren't happening and auto production, you know, builds up, they sometimes store vehicles there. That's how big these lots are because, mm-hmm. you know, they'll put thousands of vehicles in these lots. It's, it's like, um, it's almost like stadium parking only with new or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Slightly used vehicles sometimes, but, uh, you know, massive, massive facilities. And, and I can't imagine just the chaos that's going on, but it, but it's controlled. It's very, very controlled. Sure. Yeah. There, there is, uh, there are mainframes, uh, tracking the mm-hmm. transactions that take place at the auction. Uh, there are also handheld computers that auction personnel mm-hmm. use to keep track of everything. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, I guess a close analog I could come to would be Wall Street. How when you look at pictures of Wall Street and the people physically bidding with yeah. hand signals, yeah. it looks like pandemonium. Mm-hmm. But in truth, there is a method that only looks like madness to people on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to put that. Well, thank you. Thank All right. You, hey, you right. know what? I think I've got. Um, I think I got a couple of things that I want to wrap up with here. Yeah. If uh, if you're all set with this, because um, you know I, I promised earlier a couple of websites that people could go to and and kind of check some of these things out mm-hmm. and find out some of the uh, you know aside from just the general auto auction information, you know, that we, we've given you, um, you, know, you can find that at, what was the site that you mentioned? The National Auto Auction Association? Yes. And, um, you know, some of the sites that I got kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of sucked into here, you know, over the last few days. Um, and I'm, I'll probably, I'm not lying. I'll probably go to these later just to check them out again today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I started searching for, um, police auctions and police auctions in my city. And yes. you can do that. You can go on Google and you can search mm-hmm. your city, Police auction, or you can search um, property auctions. 
mm-hmm. or you can search, uh, you know, vehicle auctions or whatever. But I was searching police auctions and, uh, they say that after five weeks, you know, this is, this is materials that have been, you know, confiscated from, let's say that, you know, they find somebody tooling around town and they pull them over for, you know, making a right turn on red or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, the person's loaded with, uh, with stolen goods. Okay. They've got speakers. They've got, um, jewelry. Crates of Blu-ray yeah. players. Uh, yeah. They've got guns. They've got ammo. They've got all <laughs> wow. kinds of stuff, right? This has to be a van. Well, this is, uh, I mean, whatever, you know, yeah. it's, it's small groups here and there, you know, yeah. it's radar detectors, whatever. Um, the, the site for my particular city here in, in Georgia says that after five weeks and they list all these items and they don't know who the owners are, but if the owners don't claim them in five weeks, uh, then they go to a place called the property room for sale. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, where's the property room here in the city? And it turns out property room is it's property room.com. And you go to the, you click the link property room.com is a list of, I would guess hundreds of police agencies, maybe even thousands of police agencies that compile all of their goods into one location for like an online sale. And they've got jewelry. They've got mm. collectibles. I mean you – know, They've like, got computers too, don't they? They've got computers. They've got um, – uh, what else they have? They have um, cars. You know, That's one mm. of the things. They have tools. They have uh, just about anything you want. Mm-hmm. And um, – it's all arranged by, um, you know, you can, you can sort this down into whatever you want, you know, like quick deals, like that are going to expire, you know, going to end in five minutes from now. Um, they've got lots of goods, which are, you know, like maybe, um, a whole desk full of things that they take photographs of and yeah. tell you what's there. But, you know, it may be only 10 or $12 for that. And two people have bid on it so far. Um, <laughs> bid, incre- right. bid increments are a dollar or something like that. But, you know, I went to the cars and started looking at them and you'll find a lot of Crown Victorias. You find <laughs> Is that a lot why of, you uh, laughed when I said Well, that? yeah, and the chargers and things like yeah. that. But a lot of them have the rear seat pulled out and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, and a lot of the wiring is exposed because they had specialty wiring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're painted police cruiser colors. Um, you know, they may have damage because that's why, you know, they're getting rid of them. They decided to just trade it instead of fix it. Yeah. Um, but, or you may get a canine car that, you know, a dog has been sitting in for a hundred thousand miles. Did you um, bid on it? No, I didn't, but there's some pretty <laughs> sweet looking, uh, you know, uh, old used up police interceptors that, you know, mm-hmm. they've got 211,000 miles on them, but you know, they're only mm. 2000 bucks. Okay. So, you know, and it's got a big V8 engine, mm-hmm. decent shape, mm-hmm. but high, high mileage. Um, there's a lot of sites like that. And, and one thing that that site led me to, that propertyroom.com, mm-hmm. led me to other state surplus listings. And the state surplus listings are sold, um, through eBay or through a, a site called govdeals.com. Yes. And then there's another one that's called publicsurplus.com. And, um, it's got just all kinds of service vehicles, abandoned vehicles, seized vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just police cars. It's it's vehicles that they've, you know, taken in stops or, you know, like we mentioned, seized vehicles. Uh, but one of the other things they have is like almost like chop shop items, Ben. Like anything when they when they close down a chop shop. Really? If they can't locate the owners of the parts or if the part, you know, it's just parts to a vehicle and somebody's yeah. already paid out the insurance on this thing and it's all done, you'll find that a pallet of um, like Ford V8 heads that you can yeah. buy, you know, like 10 V8 yeah. heads. Uh, for sale. And you might find, um, you know, like Chevy blocks for sale. You'll find seven Chevy blocks for sale on this lot. And, you know, the bid is $500 for all of them. Wow. Um, just, you'll find cutters, you'll find mm. welders, you'll find ladders, jewelry, any kind of watch you want, shoes, anything, mm-hmm. whatever. It's, it's all there. So, like I said, I, I, I spent a lot of time looking at this stuff, just combing through it. But the vehicles, I tell you, they're, they're interesting to look at. We gotta, we've gotta go there. I've got, I've gotta check that out. I wanna do just 
a couple quick things will wrap up. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just this is such an exciting topic, you guys, and we're we're touching the proverbial tip of the iceberg. Um, one, there is a myth about people about that people have with police auctions, and I had it for a time too. And that's that you will automatically get a dirt cheap good car if you go to a police auction. Mm. But still remember there are other bidders there and it's just like bidding on eBay or something. There are a lot of people who don't know how much they should or should not pay for a product. So they may very easily make the bid spiral out of control. Um, so how do you know how to find the right price? Well, there's this little black book that a lot of, a lot of bidders can use. And, uh, this is a pocket size. Uh, subscription-based car pricing book. It gets updated uh, once a month with the regional selling prices from wholesale auctions. And so if you're going to get serious about this and you're really going to spend some time on it, it's worth your time to look into getting that. Um, oh, and then, for sure, because that yeah. goes right along with setting the limits, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Or you have to. Yes. You have, if, you, if you don't want to lose the house and home. Yeah, because a lot of people get caught up in the bidding and they'll go beyond what they, what they thought they were going to. And, you know, mm-hmm. losing the home, that's a little bit extreme, but you may go uh, beyond your budget. And yeah. uh, that's no fun for anybody. And so check out some of the uh, websites we've mentioned. Uh, the one Scott mentioned, the National Auto Auction Association. Check out carbuyingtips.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just educate yourself before you get involved with this. There are some places where you can actually go to a mock auction and you can see how this proceeds before you have any money right Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And I um, can do that. Yeah, I've been thinking about checking out one of those. Hmm, cool. Because this is tempting. Isn't it? It is. When you look at the numbers and you see the low bids and the bid increments, yeah. and then you realize that you – know, well, in fact, a lot of times they'll even tell you that, the, that this item – and I, I'll tell you, I was looking at watches. Okay. And uh, you might find a, a luxury watch, Tag Hoyer. I can't even say the name. Tag Hoyer. There you go. That, uh, you know, they'll say that is worth, it's valued at $12,500. Mm-hmm. And the bids right now are currently at $350. You know, the bid increments are $10. Yeah. Why would you not get on, on something like that? You'd be well, crazy not well, to. The reason is because somebody's probably set a limit and then, you know, you, you just continue to bid, 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 yeah. bid until you go crazy and then you know, eventually it gets up to $10,000 and do you really want a $10,000 watch anyways? Not anymore. You're, you don't want to be in that situation where there's 10 second or 10 minutes left and you're hoping someone will bid 10,001. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, the same thing happens with cars, you know, just, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll catch you on it. So, uh, be, be cautious. And I've got to, I've got to say, you know, that what a flub. That was like the worst flub I've made. 76 DeSoto. That's all right. Don't Nobody worry. told my dad. Don't worry. I'm going <laughs> to, we're going to get out of here so I can, I can get back on my A game. Uh, please let us know about your experiences with auctions. Uh, we hope that you've had some good ones. We'd especially love to hear some more stories, uh, when it comes to buying weird vehicles. Uh, so hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us on our website and you can also send us an email directly at carstuff at house stuffworks.com be sure to check out our new video podcast stuff from the future join how stuff works staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow the how stuff works iphone app has arrived download it today on itunes
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com.